Hey guys, it's Sean with Real Bearded News, and today we're going to be talking about glass. All right, so yesterday I had the chance to watch Glass before it came out in theaters um, on Friday, this Friday, and I must say I was pleasantly surprised that it was a good film. Um, I was I was actually happy because I got to see it with Andre. I got to see Andre. I got to see pa- uh, Patrick, uh, Patrick Beatty from Beatty Reviews, uh, and that was super exciting because like us three, we used to go to like every single review. And it was just hella fun all the time. So uh, it was good to be back in that like, yeah, like let's do podcasts again. Let's film when we're there and stuff. So that was pretty freaking awesome. Um, I really enjoyed that. So uh, part of doing podcasts is being able to have that uh, camaraderie between like other podcasters. And we met someone else. Actually, we met two other people um, last night who are also doing podcasts. Uh, One of them is a young kid and the other one is just an adult. Um, but pretty, pretty great people, uh, and whatnot. So, uh, let's get into it. Glass took 19 years to make. Um, and that's just very patient, very long time, uh, to have a quote unquote idea in your head. Um, if you guys look that, uh, at the BD podcast, Twitter, uh, feed, uh, there was a note for us when we entered the theater where it was telling us where, like, how this movie took 19 years and, like, how he selected a few, you know, basically cities to uh, premiere uh, this movie and to show them, like, do a pre-screening for the audiences because he this is a passion project, essentially. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, he also said, uh, requested that we didn't speak about... Um, any uh deviancy from stories or plot twists that it may or may not have uh, of course you know that we have a responsibility to be able to talk about these things um am i going to reveal anything about the story no i'm not so this is going to be one of those movies where i enjoy very much but it's going to be very difficult to talk about because um i don't want to ruin it for you guys uh so let's take a look at my notes uh so this film took about like i said in the beginning it took about 19 years to make uh we have all of the same characters they are coming back uh we have bruce willis as david dunn we have samuel jackson as elijah price uh we have a newcomer which was uh sarah sarah polson uh and we also have james mcavoy uh who is back from split if you guys didn't know um split is the movie that connects Unbreakable and Glass. This is the the joint effort. Um, we also have uh, Spencer Treat Clark, which played Joseph Dunn as a child 19 years ago. He is back. And I think that's one of the coolest parts about uh, this film right now is the fact that it actually brought Spencer Treat Clark, the one that played uh, Bruce Willis's child, uh, back. And also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Charlene uh, Woodard, also came back to reprise her role as Elijah's mother. So that's pretty dope. And I think that uh, it gives a, a certain uniqueness to it. Um, of course, James McAvoy is back as um, as Dennis um, and all of his other personalities that he has to, to the movie. But he's not the only one who's back. Um, it's also Anna Taylor-Joy 
who plays Casey or Cassie, uh, probably Casey Cook. Uh, she's back as well. And uh, she is playing a very interesting role in this instance. And so it's just weird. It's it's a crazy movie for sure. Um, but first things first, if you haven't watched Unbreakable, if you haven't watched Split, this movie is going to be completely something out of the world. Like you're not going to understand. One thing that I really loved about Glass is that um, it's a different type of superhero movie. And if you think about Glass being part of like a cinematic universe, like M. Night Shyamalan started that first. So that's pretty cool. So congratulations, M. Night. Like you're you're awesome for doing that. Um, like Glass focus on essentially, you know, Mr. Glass versus David Dunn, right? Um our antagonist versus our protagonist and it focused on creating that world split focus on our main antagonist which was kevin wendell james mcavoy's character who whom becomes the beast so spoiler alert for that um and how that affected right and we didn't find out until the end of the movie that it was actually part of the unbreakable universe um now one of the reasons that we can I lack of better words assume that it took 19 years right was because Kevin's character himself is a person that needed all that time to develop this character of Dennis Patricia um, you know all of the the plethora of characters uh, that he has and I'm actually going to open IDMB right now to like just read the names that he has um, so there's the bees Patricia Dennis Hedwig Barry Jade Orwell Heinrich Norma um, and I swear there was like a long line as well in the uh, not a long line but the list was pretty long from the other characters because he has if you guys remember from split he has about like 23 or 24 um characters that he's playing so they were all accredited and we get to meet a lot of them in this film so that was pretty cool as well being able to see his different characters how some were down with the um with the beast and like patricia and killing people and others were not uh so that was pretty dope i really enjoyed that part of the movie um there was also another part where um you know, we're trying to 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 figure out uh, how Joseph has been doing. Uh, not Joseph, excuse me. How David has been doing and Joseph dealing with his father because he understands that his father is the superhero and he thinks about him that way. Um, now, we do understand that and it is made clear that David Dunn has been hunting for uh, the beast uh, or for Kevin the same way that the police department has been hunting for the last 19 years for David. There's been instances where pretty much the police department's not doing their job, but uh, David does it for them and they're not really happy. So it's kind of like Batman origins essentially, or even Spider-Man origins where they were against them. And then, I mean, it didn't turn out to the fact where they're okay with them because I mean, this is uh, probably as much spoiler as I'm going to do just because of the trailer. He does get caught, 
and that's why in the trailers and even in the some of the promotional pictures we see uh Bruce Willis's character in uh in handcuffs to the floor uh because he does get caught alongside with uh with Kevin um so there was that um he also has a cool name his name is the overseer so it's like the overseer versus uh Bruce Willis uh, one thing that I really did appreciate about the movie was that um, it was aware it was 19 years for this film to be made. And you know what? They didn't CGI Bruce Willis. Like, they didn't try to remake scenes by making him look younger. Like, he looks old. He looks tired. Um, this is an old man, you know, being a superhero. And it was very well aware of that. Um, like I said before... Um, uh, Anna Taylor Joe, she reprises her role as Casey, and um, she she has this connection with um, she has this connection with Kevin. Uh, there was something there, so she wants when she hears that he's been caught, she wants to see him and she wants to talk to him. Uh, and there's an there's a few inter interesting interactions between the two that is very worthy of um of mentioning um she it almost seems like she has stockholm syndrome and she's like in love with this person who abducted her and killed her friends which is very odd because it was a very traumatic experience and they play it off as like that she was traumatized but she still has like the zoo jacket on she still um the interactions that she has with uh James McAvoy's character is very interesting and it's very different and it's not something that you expect. So, uh, one thing that was pretty cool was, uh, in one of the moments that, um, Kevin is trying to get information or the horse trying to get information. He goes through all these different characters until he finally lands on Patricia and Patricia is a very, very good, like counter interrogator. And she's able to fish, in, uh, in information, uh, which, by the way, it's like you're a renowned psychiatrist, right? Like this is the character that um, uh, Sarah Paulson plays. She's a psychiatrist. And like she just gives information to these patients and she's well aware that they're dangerous. So in case you were wondering how like, you know, if anything went down, you make your own <laughs> conclusions out of this. Like um, she just talks and it's like this movie kind almost suffers a little bit from every other movie that the dialogue is like the expose for like everyone, not just the, um, the, the audience but also for the characters is like, Hmm, I'm going to have uh blah, 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 do X, Y, Z. And little Johnny, uh, is not going to be able to do this because you know, this reason, but I don't know why I'm telling you. So it's like, it's a little, it's a little bit too much on the nose, but Patricia's really good efficient information that she does get. And it, it doesn't help in any shape or form anything personally for them, but, the, uh, the horde starts playing the game and they understand what the game is. Uh, something really, really awesome about th the movie, uh, is M. Night Shyamalan did, I believe did this on purpose where, each one of the characters has a color scheme. Uh, David Dunn's ca uh, color scheme is green, so he retires from he retires from being a security guard in the football station uh, 
and owns a security system kind of like store and um it, it his store is like beige with uh with green and they wear green polo shirts as a uniform with like khaki pants i believe it was um mr glasses color scheme is purple so anything with uh purple it's usually something in regards to uh, mr glass and then finally the horse color is yellow um, and we see that again in the promotional pictures that we saw. So Mr. Glass is in a wheelchair and he's purple. The beast is yellow. Um, and David Dunn is green. Uh, one thing that I do want to mention was that um, the YouTube channel CZ's World did give like a quick mention about how uh, it is possible that M. Night Shyamalan was uh, thinking about having an extra villain. Uh, due to the fact that one of Elijah's Price or Mr. Glass's um, comic books that he drew or that he was influenced by was uh, the superhero who was wearing green fighting, uh, I believe it was Jaguaro, who was yellow, who was a beast man, kind of. Uh, he kind of reminds us of like the hunter from Spider-Man. Uh, so that was interesting. And I was like, oh, I never made that connection. Like maybe it was like he was planning to make a character of the beast or maybe he was influenced by um not just um the hunter from spider-man but also cheetah from wonder woman so that's pretty interesting because they're both wearing yellow and the hunter has like beast-like uh characteristics you know because he was in the jungle for most of his life and whatever it, his backstory is um so that's pretty interesting the other thing that he did talk about was um which i did catch along with um while watching unbreakable was that anytime something bad was going to happen you have a revert like an upside down camera um and that's something that we still see uh another thing th that's worth mentioning is uh meeting uh elijah price you met him through the glass anytime his story was to be told it was through a glass uh whether it was a window pane or a reflection of some sort but it was basically something fragile so we understand that he's fragile so it was really driving that home and it was in a in a lower like um in a psych in a psychological manner, we understood what he was, um, and like I said, there was a lot of expose in this movie. So there's a part where Elijah tells um, the Beast, like, "Hey, David is afraid of water because he almost drowned. So just by any chance, you know, not by chance, but on purpose, actually, there was a tank of water outside, and then you know, stuff happens." Uh, but anyway, I digress. So that was pretty cool. The color scheme was really great, and I love the way that they that M Night Shyamalan used color to um, go ahead and continue to share that blending of the worlds and how you know if you're looking through a glass pane, it's because you're probably gonna find something out about Mr. Glass, or if it's purple, or if it's green, you know that you're about to have something that the superhero is about to happen. Um, and it, it was just insane how, how well made that was. Now, there's some issues with the movie. Uh, one of my concerns was actually like how in the very beginning, um, a person knows Bruce Willis's character's name. And it's like, why do you know the name? Of course, it gets explained as to how and why. Everything gets explained. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about is... And I can't talk about it in depth 
stuff like that you guys could kind of enjoy it is um there is it's m night Shyamalan, okay don't expect a straightforward movie even his superhero movies are not straightforward right nothing is straightforward with this man so there's a plot twist now the way it's done you might either love it or hate it i think that i was okay with most of it up until maybe when they went a completely different direction um, and I will talk about it. I'm just going to give this movie two weeks out. so like that. I could probably get together with Andre and Patrick and talk about that switch at the end, uh, which was okay, uh, but not the, not the best. Um, it could have worked in a different movie. Maybe, uh, on this one, half of it would work and the other one did not. Um, I was okay with a lot of the results about about the movie uh but then there was other aspects that i was like maybe it could have been done a little differently um i think rotten tomatoes has this movie rated really poorly right now um and honestly don't listen to rotten tomatoes i think i've said this before um they judge it based on other it's it has a two stars has two stars out of five with a 37 percent um but it's not it's not bad like at all not to this extent like there's no reason why this should be at a 37 percent um and they have okay the only thing that i do agree with them is spider-man into the spider-verse is a 97 percent which i agree 100 percent. i love that movie and you heard it here when I gave my review, I think about two weeks ago, uh, there was a major reveal in this movie about Unbreakable, uh, which is insane. And I, I don't think I should talk about it. I just want you to know that there's a major reveal and it was really good and it's super exciting. And just go watch it. It was really good. So what do I think about the movie? Um, I think that it was well made. I think that it was um it was interesting uh if you haven't watched unbreakable you could miss a lot of points if you haven't watched split you will miss a lot of points so it did rely on you knowing a lot of background information for you to understand this movie can you go in and just watch it without watching the other two probably not can you go in and just watching one movie yes you can um you definitely can and you'll definitely understand what's going on without a problem uh, should you go watch it an opening weekend though and pay full price for your ticket? That's the million dollar question. If you enjoyed Unbreakable, if you enjoy M. Night Shyamalan movies and you're okay for a two hour long film, yes, definitely go watch it. I will support it 100%. I think it was worth, worth watching it opening weekend for sure. Um, uh, it was very well made it was a very good story being told um i don't feel like it dragged too much uh the only issue that i had with the story was just like the amount of expose and again um there was many reveals some of them i loved and other ones i was not such a big fan of but it i'm okay with it um take your uh it's definitely family friendly actually 
Um, not a lot of cursing, not a lot of like very violent things happening. There is a very like shocking scene, uh, but it's for, on, a, on a scale from five of how shocked it was, it was a three. Um, so if you have small children, like five, seven and below, seven to below, probably like, let me rephrase that from 10 and below. I would probably wouldn't take them to go watch the movie. Um, but any, anyone else like 10 and up, I would definitely go watch it. Um, it's not worth like not paying full price. You won't regret it. Um, watch it anytime. It's great for, it's a great date night movie as well. Um, especially if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend that hasn't watched Unbreakable and or Split, definitely have them watch it before going on this date with them to go watch Glass. Uh, it's not like a spare of a moment kind of thing. Like, oh, I've never watched any one of these two movies. Let's go. No. And I'm really trying to drive that point home. Don't go watch Glass without watching the previous movies. If you haven't watched them, it will suck for you. Um, and you're not going to like it. And you're going to be really disappointed that you spend about $15 per ticket plus popcorn. So about 50 bucks uh, to go watch this movie and not even like enjoy it. So don't do that to yourself. Okay. Enjoy it. Enjoy it by watching Unbreakable, by watching Split, and then going to watch Glass. Um, I give this movie a solid three out of five. Uh, it's not a perfect movie. It does have issues. It, Like I said before, um, a few minutes ago. It is M. Night Shyamalan. You know, you do have your your zigs and your zags and your roundabouts and you know, it wasn't a story that dragged. It was a straightforward story. It was a good take on superheroes and the possibility that we are able to do, achieve greatness. But at the same time, uh, there were elements that I would have loved to see a little more uh, of this story uh, I would have liked to see a little more it's a fantasy action film I would have liked to see a little more action in it I mean I did get action I did enjoy it I would have wanted a little bit more um, it's like when you have good food and you're like man if I could just have like a pinch of salt this would have been a perfect meal this is exactly how I feel if I would have had a little more action it would have been great um, I was it was two hours and something minutes. I think it was like about two hours and 15 minutes. I would have enjoyed a little less. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if I would have enjoyed it if it would have been a little less, honestly. Um, I But I, like consciously speaking, I think a little less time with more action would have been a little better. Uh, but I can see why it was two hours long. Um, do I think there's going to be a sequel to this movie? Or is there a possibility for one? There is a possibility for one in the way that it ended. Um, but I don't know if it's worth having another one. Um, and again, I want to make this clear. It's not because it's bad, but it's because of the way it ended. It ended in a way where it was like, yes, you could make another movie. But it also ended in a way like, no, let's just leave it here. And like, you know, we're bound for greatness, you know, and it's like a kind of like a hopeful ending. So I really, I really did enjoy it. Um, I give it a three out of, like I said, I give it a three out of five. Uh, there were elements that were really great about movies, um, that I would have liked to see in a, in a DC film. Um, and there were elements that I'm like, I'm okay with not having these. Um, 
So go watch it. Opening weekend, M. Night Shyamalan's Glass, the sequel to Unbreakable and to Split. It was a fun ride to watch. It was fun to be there with my friends, Andre and Patrick. Go check them out at the BD Podcast and at Patrick Beatty Reviews. Um, it was so fun. Don't forget to go ahead and subscribe. Um, we are on all platforms now, thanks to Anchor. Uh, it's one of the greatest things that has ever happened to podcasting has been Anchor, and I really appreciate it. Uh, go check out the Solaris. They're the ones that play out on my opening uh, theme song, uh, Young Blood. Uh, go check them out on iTunes and Spotify, the Solarist. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure that um, you can now support us. You could actually help us out by donating I'd, from a quarter to as much as you want. I'm okay with it. Um, but all of that is going to go back to you, the listeners. All of that is going back to you guys. Um, anything that you would like to do, I would really appreciate it. It's for giveaways. It's for a lot of different things, a lot of cool things that I want to be able to do for you guys also special uh special shout out to megaplex who are always open and willing to allow us to do a live show at their locales and be able to talk to you guys and hang out with you guys it's always great to be there uh so again thank you guys and don't forget to keep reading those comic books keep watching that anime rock and roll and and above it all stay nerdy guys bye